Hello, and welcome back to Everything But The Kitchen Sink. Team, I got great news. We are so close to nearing the end of Ultimate Bracket 21st Century Movies. This is part five of six. Six parts, that's absurd. It's way too long. But here we are. We did the thing, and we got to finish it. Uh, but uh, we've absolutely loved talking about these movies uh, some of them way too much, uh, but this is the final home stretch on this, um, and then we have some other episodes coming where we talk about movies happening now and other things happening in the world and not these 64 movies. A couple things, a uh, reminder before you listen to this. Um, first of all, this, as you know, we started back in 2018, uh, so we filmed this way long ago, so forgive us for talking about things that are out of date. We had the wonderful Carl Lundstedt, our good friend, come on we had talked about having heron on but you know what his rate was just too high for us so we got stuck with the most handsome man in america carl lundstedt um so we uh we definitely filmed this uh, a while ago we talk about the joker before the movie the joker came out which carl is in uh we talked about cats before cats became kyle's favorite movie ever um a reminder all the movies from 2019 and 2020 were not eligible because we started the list in 2018 and what you're about to hear i would describe as as a cluster of a boxing match between three people who really care about these movies. Uh, so if that stresses you out while you listen, feel free to skip this one and we'll come back uh, to me and Kyle discussing the movies. Um, but if that sounds like a normal day for you, keep listening. It's really great. Thanks again to Carl for coming on. We had a wonderful time. And now the sweet 16 of Ultimate Bracket. Let's get at it. Cue the music. Jimmy had bright feet. Hello, hello everyone. We're here. Oh, it's happening. Is it really? Yes. Carl is here, ladies and gentlemen. Carl Lundstedt. What's up? Thank you. Thank you. I'm gonna applaud for myself. Very good. Very good. This is Carl's first time on the podcast. Little pod cherry popping happening. Yeah. Um, Carl, do you want to say a little bit about yourself to the to the listeners? Not not especially. No, I'll say a little bit. I went to college with these guys. Lived in New York with these guys for the first couple of years out here. It feels very nostalgic to take the M train out here. I don't know if we're disclosing where we live or not. You know, just general people come knocking on our door constantly. I'm sure because of this. I'm sure. Yeah, it's, it's, yep, I'm sure, turning more to the mic. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yes. okay, great. Um, so yeah, Carl, so like, started to talk, he was just like, so when I go, <laughs> I was like, Mike is over there. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm trying to talk with you guys yes, and great, not great. be presentational. because Carl's very cool, Carl's very here, yeah. here. Carl's very now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Carl is an actor. I'm an actor. I'm on Cloak and Dagger, um, which is a TV show on Freeform, playing Love Liam. yourself, yes. And I'm going to be New in season. the upcoming Joker film with Joaquin <gasps> Phoenix. <gasps> Joaquin! So, yeah. Okay, are you allowed to talk about this? Yes. yes. Absolutely. I'm not listening on IMDb. Because you're in the so we're the first stop. We're the first stop on Carl's press tour. The first is you're in the top. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't even released me on um, Deadline yet. I don't know if that's ever going oh. to happen, but that's totally fine. I'll be put on IMDb probably when the movie comes They just out. announced all the West Side Story people. Did all they really? the people who are in the movie. Oh, so in West Side. Except Wonsa, we haven't Wonsa. found Wonsa. out yet the inevitable announcement, which, which is, is that what? Mark Rylance will most certainly be playing Doc. <laughs> yeah, he that, will be that playing is, Doc. That is a very astute uh, That's observation. Happening. Brian Darcy James is playing 
Officer Krepke. Oh, that's amazing. I would just, I would just like to say, though, that I sent in a dope tape for West Side Story. I just want to put that out there. That's great. Screw they were. I was told they were going with a no-name. Screw you. Okay, Ansel Elgort, my a-hole. I know. Well, all I know is that they were shooting, uh, or they were slotted to shoot... I like him, though. West Side Story and In the Heights at the same time, and they had all this trouble because... Oh, Broadway, there's only a... There's, like, a lot of the Hispanic Latino dancers... We're casting both films, and then there was all this problem. Are they going to be in both of them? I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of them. We shouldn't just like stereotype, but like, That's true. I'm sure some people are involved yes, in some. Yes, but like, I met Denae's in Hamilton right now, so there's a lot of people in the cast who are like, who are? I booked both. I don't know if I can do oh, both. Oh God, that's, that's so tough. Yeah, that is but tough. Be okay. Yeah, I was. Bit, I it's didn't know. I didn't know if I could do Tony and West Side Story with Steven Spielberg or something else. I, I booked both. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah same. You know? For sure. Because, like, they wanted me to play Baby John. You, yeah. I said I couldn't do it. You're nope, right. I would not because I cannot dance. Kyle. <laughs> Honestly, if the budget's big Kyle's enough. Kyle's like, I've cast myself there already, but I can't do it because of the dancing. Can't they just Try to... CGI that stuff at this point, though? Are Legs, we being genuine? Your toes? Well, that's why they're doing cats. Is that what you want, America? You want, you want cats. like, the cats movie cat? is going to be a motion capture musical. Oh, man. So these Broadway dancers show up, and they're like, here, put this green long sleeve turtleneck on, and then we yeah. just want your legs. Exactly. Exactly. You I know. was told not to mark arms by uh, Tomei Cousins, so, you know, I wouldn't mark the arms. <laughs> Wait, you know? so a movie a movie that it is, is not on our list. Yes. We're doing our our 64. Yes, well, this is part best three. Best movies of the listening. 21st century, and Jimmy and I were arguing for so long. As you've been listening that to. That we were like... We need we we talked we about how we need to bring breaker. in a third person. Yeah. So that's, that's why we brought in Because it was getting a little Yeah. He and the Grinch <laughs> and the host were at each other's throats. We got at yeah. each other's throats a few we times. We were pretty civil though, I think don't you think America? I think so. I think we were pretty civil overall. Yeah. There were mostly. moments where Kyle had his patience was tested, <laughs> my patience was tested. Yeah. But we all got through it. But And I think we wound up with a sixteen that's very cool. Very cool, uh, very smart 16. But we needed Carl here to settle it. So we were just discussing as you joined us um, the five categories. So the five categories that we're going to have are going to be acting, writing. um, Those are two different categories. Two different categories. Acting will be a category. Writing will be a category. Rewatchability will be a category. Like it. I like that. Craftsmanship, which can include cinematography, can include direction, it can include just overall obviously craftsmanship of the film and then last but not least impact and originality now that's kind of under one umbrella but the idea is when you look at the the is there a tree of films <laughs> just Die. bird something out of the throat um is there a tree of films i think you look at certain one of the, certain films on this list and think okay this film had such an impact that all of these movies are all in the lineage or from the tree of this film where people stole things or it impacted the, a genre in some way. And um, I think that also plays into originality. But that one we'll be, we'll be discussing. Like the, Get Out is good. Not that, I don't want to like, if, if that's on the list. Sure, like get, it is. Get Out has a huge impact. Yeah. Great. It is in the 16, it right? It is in the 16. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Um, so we'll be discussing that. Now, the, the one that's the most quantifiable will be rewatchability because how we will settle rewatchability is this. Carl doesn't yes. know this. Carl, myself, uh, and Kyle will all think to ourselves how many times, to our best guess, have uh, we ever seen, seen this I movie? Like that. I like Carl that. will say, let's say it's, you know, he'll say eight. Yeah. I'll say seven. Right. Kyle says yeah. once. 
We average those three numbers on my handy-dandy calculator. Amazing. And then we'll do the same thing for the other film, and the one that's higher wins rewatchability because clearly... I like this, though, also, though, because we're each going to have a different answer, and we're not really going to have to fight that much because... Right. It is what it is. It, it is what it is. is. Yeah. And we have five categories. There's no ties, so something is going to win. Cool. Um, Something's got to give, which is not on the list. <laughs> Something's got to give did not make the list. Bummer. All right, so we're going to start... Isn't it... Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Is that even in this... <clears throat> in the... Time frame. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I thought that was in like the nineties. No, no same Early year as uh, Return of the King, I think. Oh, so here comes the bracket, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna start in the top left. Oh, we're starting. We're oh, starting. oh, oh. Speaking of brackets, I just want to say one more thing about myself. This is Carl speaking. Yeah. That Carl. I'm also the champion of Jimmy's oh, um, oh NCAA bracket this year, oh. as well as the NFL season pickums, and that has been my highest achievement. Really, since graduating, I am so Carl. I'm so sorry. I didn't even introduce you as the king of kings, the champion of champions. Carl has not only been winning everything that I've put together; he's been dominating. Yeah, he absolutely dominated NFL Pick'em among uh, like 25 people. And then March Madness, he had March Madness wrapped up going into the final four. It, no one could pass him going into the final. Kyle, do you have any thoughts on NCAA March Madness? I'm confused about what this podcast is. Did the title Everything But the Kitchen Sink confuse I'm you, confused. I'm very Mr. Confused. Wilson? All right. Did it? It's just when, we... when Kyle's on the podcast, sports are eradicated from the room. So well, it's it, everything it... but the kitchen sink. Yes, yes, but I'm not on those episodes. Honestly. You're not. And well, nobody listens dead to dead. them because I'm not on them. <laughs> oh! So... So, snap, crackle, pop. Snap, crackle, pop. Shots fired. Wow. All right. Okay. Is Good. that it? Oh, is that all you wanted to say? Is that's that all you wanted to say? That's it. <laughs> Just to get you out of third person, still spicy on the No, I, but, uh, encourage, I encourage tangents like no one. Yeah, except for what Kyle doesn't like is when I say it's going to take an hour to film a pod and it takes two hours. It hasn't even been ten minutes of jogging oh. yet. We're doing, we're doing it, great. We're going to... We're gonna, it's going to be three hours later. It's going to be dark and you're going to be like, I'm still here. Great. Yeah, awesome. Which is great. I love yeah, it. But I, usually I the wine not. is flowing. I hope away. not. Is that what you said? Oh, no, I, I, I hope so. I, I want wine. If, wine and um, if a pan pizza shows up. Wine and beer. I love it. Gosh. I would definitely have, rent some, I would have some, some wine. Right rent, also known as rent recorded. Maybe, yeah, rent live. <laughs> recorded rent live. I love it, yeah. Okay, for our first match. Oh, we're going. We're going. Here we go. Let's do it. Yeah, well, I could, we could also talk about rent, because I, I have thoughts, but that was No, <laughs> I don't want to talk about rent. Okay. Then uh, I'll be the one sitting silent. Yeah, we like to be inclusive about yeah. everything. Uh, great. Okay, great. Okay, so the first matchup, okay. we have the four seed, Boyhood. Oh, Jesus. Recently off of its victory versus Slumdog Millionaire. We're in the Sweet 16. Boyhood yeah. versus the number five seed, There Will Be Blood. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. I would like to start with acting because I think this is a no-brainer that it goes to There Will Be Blood. You've got, you've you got don't think actor, so. You've got a best actor performance in Daniel Day-Lewis. Well, that's because he won the Oscar doesn't mean I, I know, right, but it's also right, what I think is probably his best I think performance. He, I, think, best performance. I think DDL in that movie is the best male performance of the 21st century. It's a fantastic Okay, Carl. cool. I think I, Paul Dano is great in that movie as well. Here's the thing. Yeah. I am hit or miss sometimes with Paul uh, Thomas Dan. Anderson. Oh, okay. okay. And so... The other Paul. 
So you're going to be a little... Only Blood is one of the examples where I, I want to enjoy it more than I actually do. I think it's one of the examples of okay. when I went to go see it, everybody told me that it was the best movie ever. Yeah. And so I had those expectations. Yeah. I think that when I think about the acting, it is incredible, but I tend to think more about the Paul Dano performance than about the DDL. And Paul Dano's great. He's but DDL is like. But as far if we're comparing it to Boyhood. Yeah. Well, you have I Patricia Arquette. Hawk, you have love, Ethan Hawke. And Patricia Arquette's amazing. You have a lot of good performances in that. The boy, you know, kind of. Exactly. Not that he stinks it up, but he. But I, I he. I don't think that. I'm glad you mentioned that, Kyle. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, gee. Oh, I'm here. Truly, it's fantastic that we have one of the best performances of the 21st century and oh. one of the worst performances of the 21st century. It is not one of the worst. It's just wonderful. Shots fired. What's his name again? I don't even remember. His name is L.R. Coltrane. He's he really was, not awful. No, he's not. It truly was the moment where we were like, oh my gosh, it's like a young kid who's playing travel baseball, and you're like, wow, this kid could go to the majors. He's really great at eight years old. And then he gets, right. gets older, and you're like, right. uh, uh, Yeah, but I think uh, the movie, in a little bit of defense, like, I, 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 he is what he is what makes it not the the acting movie. Yeah, sure. that's true. Yeah, but yeah. he, but he, the movie uh, progresses with him very well mm-hmm. in terms of, it, it matches what he's giving, and it lets him very much be himself in those later in those later scenes. And I don't think he's uh, alarmingly bad in it. That's true. And I love Ethan Hawke in that movie. Yes, and too. Patricia. And everything, of course. Patricia is incredible. And I think, amazing. I, I, but I, but I think this one goes to acting. I, I think yes, I think yeah. I, I say there will be I'm, blood. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm, you I say there will be blood. So acting, you need to writing. We need to move to writing. And again, I think this one goes to there will be blood. Um, interesting, tough. I think they're both. Perfect. It is one of the most. The milkshake scene alone is one of the most interesting, crazy climactic scenes. If you told me that the climax of a scene is a guy, spoilers, everyone, gets beaten to death with a bowling pin while hearing about milkshakes while talking about oil, I'd be like, "Are you kidding me?" And it's riveting. I think there will be bloods. A incredible. I'm gonna give it to Boyhood because of the way that it was written. Which is then how it evolved over the twelve years. I'm already gonna give craftsmanship to Boyhood, and I just want you to know that, and that's and that takes a lot of me humbling oh, myself. I don't know. If I, I will. give my writing to Boyhood. I have to say. Oh, I'm are you freaking I'm not a, I, Look, I, 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 it's I so love. I, they're both. There's something Boyhood like Paul, and There Will Be Blood would probably be my one, like be my top one. three movies. Yeah. I don't know if percentage. Boyhood makes Richard Linklater's top five best written movies. Yeah, but he's got a lot of really good. movies. No, but it's but amazing. like but like you're. Are we just stop talking about dialogue? Like no, what are we talking story about? Structure, right? I mean, yeah, like, the way that story dialogue. is told is like epic. I agree. Uh, Over the course of the movie, I completely agree. I really do. And epic, as is, there will be blood. Epic, but. not so much. I've never thought to myself, "Wow, Boyhood is so epic." Well, uh, but it, it is, is so, by definition, like our epic. lives. But it's epic. I yeah. love it. It's like reading a book. It's like really. Big. It is like it's, reading a book. They, both of those movies are like reading a book. All right, we're at one one. one. Was a book. I'm one, outvoted, one. and okay. I'll move on. One one. Close, close. Of course, he hooks me in by me declaring that I'm going to go craftsmanship to Boyhood. I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to go craftsmanship to Boyhood. Well, I will say it's the one thing that I think is actually. Are we talking about craftsmanship now? Yes, I think yeah. that I think the impressive thing about Boyhood, and again, I've said this already on this podcast for this episode, or this ultimate bracket entry, I should say. I think Boyhood, what they accomplished is impressive. It's incredible, and I think it makes it a good movie. And it, so I have to respect the craftsmanship of it. And there's other Paul Thomas Anderson movies that I think, I, I think he shows incredible craft. It, it's it's just the fact that like he didn't make it over twelve years with a boy and like a grow. It's just, 
It's insane yeah. that that movie was finished, and it's it shows insane. craft. It's nuts. I, I am going to give it to There Will Be Blood, because... so weird. <laughs> well, this is hard for Kyle. I'm going to give it to There Will Be Blood, because I can't... Even though even though Boyhood, I think, is wor- is working at the top of its game with everything... It's 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 not meant to have impressive cinematography, and it's not meant to have an amazing score. Agreed. And I think all those other elements in There Will Be Blood, I know the score, mean. the Special. way that movie looks, and the fact that PTA created a movie that I think works not just as a like the fact that that movie contains Daniel Day Lewis's performance, right, and isn't like capsized by it. Agreed. So I'm gonna that. The first fifteen minutes is like. I've ne- I never thought I'd sit in a movie theater and like be that in ca- in, in in raptured by this matchup is is insane. It's one, kind of great. One thing that we, I want to mention right now that yes. I think will be interesting as we go through all these movies. Yes. Is I did not see either one of these films in a movie theater. Oh. Which probably has a lot to do with the way that I look at them. I did see them both in a movie theater, yeah. and they were both very incredible experiences for me. I'm, I'm the, sure, there, there will be I'm blood sure. in, in theaters, and Kyle always writes home about what his boyhood experience was yes, in the movie theater. Right. And, um, but, uh, yeah. But, uh, I feel like there I will be like blood, would be it blood was so eerie. Like, yeah. I felt like after I saw Magnolia, I remember I thinking, I wish I, I wish I would have seen Magnolia in the theater, because I could tell that I think I might have, like, because There Will Be Blood on Netflix wouldn't have been as anything yeah. to me, I don't think. As much as what it was in the theater, and Magnolia in my dorm room, hitting pause every forty-five minutes, wasn't just—it wasn't yeah. an exciting movie to me. Both these movies encapsulate the the twenty-first cinema, the twenty-first century so so well. Cool. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. there will be blood, like literally starting at well, sorry, the, the, there will be blood encapsulates the twentieth century. century. But they encapsulate the centuries of what they're about so totally well. Like, like there will be blood being about like it starts with this huge oil geyser and like that's the beginning of like capitalism. And from right. there, it's just like you have this guy who wants Industry. money and you have this guy who wants to build the church and spread God. And like Which, what that right. what that happens and like or how that he, like kind of creates just after the money too. Exactly, know, but it's like but it's like oh man. This idea of like that—that's like what America became. I just did jazz hands. Yeah, well, it works. and then the boyhood is like you know it's basically like a time. <laughs> it's, it's a time capsule. That's so mean. It it's a time capsule movie. It very and it does it. I mean, you cannot help. I I know we all. Feel, I, I felt this way. I mean, you watch Boyhood and you're just you feel almost exposed. Yeah. You feel like this is yes. so my childhood. Like child being a child of divorce. Um, I know as Kyle and I are, and then also like just like the soundtrack. Being a child of Patricia Arquette. (laughs) Yeah, well, (laughs) and like the whole just a lot of it. Although to this day, I really hate how step parents are portrayed in that movie like so much. I like, but there's a very so there's a very good step parent in that movie. Ethan Ethan Hawke's at the very end. You have to go through like these awful stepdads. Like I think awful, and it's like. We have enough, and I get the point, I don't, you know, it's just we have so much, maybe it's me picking nits a little bit, but we have so many portrayals of, like, step-parents as pieces of shit in society, and, like, I really thought there was an opportunity to be, like, here's, like, or maybe just, like, a step-parent that you're indifferent on, and instead it's, like, an alcoholic and this one guy that you think you like, but is actually just MIA, and I took that as saying more about her. Yeah, and we've talked about that before. Yeah. Uh, but regardless, Ky- uh, Carl, what do you... I give the craftsmanship to Boyhood. Okay, so, so Boyhood's so two up 2-1. Two one. Wow. Okay, and I didn't pick Boyhood on that one. Okay, no. so we're going to start with uh, Boyhood. How many times have you seen it? 
We'll just say it on the count of three. You want to think for a second? I know exactly how many times Me I've too. seen Boyhood. You've seen it once. Yes. I've seen Boyhood once. I've seen Boyhood once. I've seen it ten times. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> so that means an average of four. Yeah. Four, twelve, yeah. divided by three. Four. Wow. And now we're going to say how many times we've seen There Will Be Blood. I'm going to think about I've it. I've seen it two times. Seven. Four. Seven times. I've seen There Will Be Blood seven times. Wow. Is it even out to four again? Wait, I'm four, sorry, not seven, man. how many? Yeah. Two. Saw two. Thirteen. Times. So we saw it one more time. So there will be blood when we watch rewatchability. Great. That I makes it two, two two two. And we oh, end with very close. Impact! Wow. Wow! What a discussion to have. Impact, Impact and, and originality. Originality. And I mean I don't know. I, I have to go this is this is my thought and I don't know. What I Boyhood's impact, lasting impact, really is. I know that in a vacuum in that year, and like looking at it, giving it the casing around the rose and Beauty and the Beast, like looking at it, it had an impact for that year. It was like, it kind of, it really, but I don't know necessarily that there's a tree of films that come from that. But is that a good thing? I don't, I don't, I don't think that Boyhood, like, I don't think that Boyhood had the like, impact that the there will be tree. Like, there I will think be they both are pretty impactful. I think so too. I would, I would, I would say there will be blood. As far as uh, impact and originality, I'll take there will be blood. Like an epic about a a nineteenth, a twentieth century oil man, and like also the fact that like there will be blood allowed for probably four to five more Paul Thomas Anderson movies that are really hard to get money for, and he got money for them because of this film. Same with. Linkletter though, like Linkletter I mean, like, not making, but but like there's not been a bunch of movies that are now I don't think that are like emulating what Boyhood did. Like Boyhood was like. But I don't know that that's necessarily a good thing. I just think I think There Will Be Blood has had a bigger impact and is more. I don't know what impact vote. means. I'm you gonna, I have to it. give it. I have to give it on impact on myself. Okay, you're what? welcome to what do, you, do that. What does that mean? Like, how, what the impact that it has on? Oh, me. I see oh, what you're saying. No, I, 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 very, like very much more industry that. was the idea. Well, I think it could be whatever your interpretation. Is. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Because then though. it's just going to be like, well, this one I like more, so it had a better impact no. on me. I think we have to be a little bit more quantitative than that. Here's I what think. I, I, no, sorry. Go ahead. I think they both are movies that are considered really, really good in the in the cultural sphere, mm-hmm. and movies that push the boundaries of what movies could be, and that that's a good thing. Like I think very highly of the both of them. So I don't know. Well, I tend to feel like on, with with I mean so yeah, right what before are, we started you wanted this, to there will be blood. What right are before you? we started this, we were like impact or originality. I was like, let's just make it both. And now I'm like, oh crap! That I don't know if that necessarily works because I'm like, the originality behind Boyhood is amazing. Like yeah. it's such a simple idea. It's like, how did nobody ever think of this before? Yeah, and there will be blood. And its whole concept is what makes the movie it's so impactful to yeah. the person. But I would say that there will be blood. I'm gonna go with whatever the Carl movies. says. I, I think that in, there will be blood. It has more impact as far as the next decade of movie making after it. Like I don't think Boyhood necessarily like yes, really affects the next ten you. years of movies. I agree. The same with way that there will be. Blood. I think it might, but I don't think so. I don't think there's a. I don't think there's a rubric for that. I can't think of like of there. I mean, like think about movies like The Revenant. Even it's like that's fair. I good mean, one. it's those kinds of movies are so. Adored by people now and kind of right, but Linkletter. I, mean? I think what Boyhood is, it's like it's the Linkletter like magnum opus. It's like Linkletter's whole thing is like seeing people at their like truest and yeah. trying to get so close to what that truth is 
in like very quotidian ways. Right. right and I think right. that is like worshipped. That will continue to be a thing that people strive toward in movies. I think that it's a thing he's been doing forever. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. But like, yeah. I think that what he did with that was like, here's my like crowning achievement. Crowning yeah, achievement for sure. So, but if you guys say there will be blood, I'll go with there will be blood. I think it's for me. I think it's there will be blood. Yeah, honestly. So there will be blood wins. I feel like it's more impactful. Yeah, I'm fine. What a dog fight! An absolute dog fight. That was a dog fight. Comeback like the Clippers against the Warriors. Wow, man, it was close. Well, it almost it almost was done. I mean, like baby one view separated boyhood and yeah i was close good thing i saw it was, Ruby blood twice it's a good <laughs> i've seen them both a lot i just watched Ruby blood recently yeah with thomas another yeah. friend of the pod all right so moving on all right so very boyhood's excited about this. gone boyhood's gone we'll pour some out for boyhood mad max fury road Ooh. a three seed coming in hot off its victory over beasts of the southern wild yeah. Versus Sorry, Moonlight. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, oh, no. Alright. Bang, just... bang. Oh, no. Alright, let's do it. <laughs> I would like to. Okay, so we'll start with. <laughs> if Mad Max Fury Road beats both Beast and Southern Wild and then Moonlight <laughs> because <laughs> three white dudes are voting for it, <laughs> I, would I would say, though, we've, we have a very. Um, uh, I, like, Moonlight, I wouldn't be surprised if Moonlight won this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty yeah, hard yeah, for Moonlight, for sure. Yeah, um, that would be probably in my top five, five too. So yeah. I think pretty highly of it. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, well, oh, for for, for a podcast with a lot of white dudes, yes, all white dudes, dudes. Well, mostly. Till Taylor Taylor Swift ended our diversity, <laughs> just kicked Heron and Alexis off the pod. Oh yeah, he was playing. He was doing a Taylor Swift podcast where where what? where it was like about, about the album. Oh, about I don't know this, but okay. they came. All right, Mad Max. So, so we start with acting. I am. I gotta take. Um, this is very easy for me. I, I don't. Okay, I'm gonna let you guys go first because I need to think safe about space, it. Safe space, safe space. I safe think space. that the performances in Mad Max are doing uh, excellently. I think they, I think they are perfect for what is going on. I think Charlize should have been nominated for an Oscar. But I think it's, I think the combination of, of the fact that Mahershala Ali is in Moonlight yeah. wins yeah. it for yeah. that for I, me. I was but say that. also. The entire supporting cast and the casting of those three, three boys, boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which yeah, I think yeah, is what yeah, puts who it give over like a, a like an unprecedented like collective performance. And um, Andre, that's what I was going to say. Andre Hall is great. What's your name? Is great. Naomi Harris is great, but also um, in three days. Who? Yeah, in three days. She shot her role. Who's Mahershala's girlfriend? Oh, isn't it the? Is it? She was in. Yes, Janelle Monae. Monet. Janelle Monae okay, is incredible. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. there's no there's no weak link in that cast. And it, no. and the three the three boys have a quality about them, and it also speaks to Barry Jenkins' level of craft. Yes. That those three boys feel like the exact same person. Yeah. The yes. first time it's I saw amazing. one of them not in that movie, and was like, oh, they just have this quiet. And not, none of them saw any of the other guys play the role. Yeah. It was right, all right. direction, and that's that's special. I think my reason that I was wanting to think about this is because I think Tom Hardy gets, like, a really bad, like, uh, there's a lot of people who hate on his performance in Mad Max, and what he has to do while wearing, like, a metal face guard, and how he storytells through almost no dialogue through that movie is really, really incredible to me, and especially being someone who... Like, any time that I'm faced with having to make a tape or being in an audition room where so much of what I'm doing is purely just uh, observing and, like, 
you're doing something with very little dialogue, I feel extremely handicapped. Like words are a tool I use as an actor to settle into my body, to settle into my situation. And he has this unbelievable ability to just immediately be in whatever situation he's in. And so you can put a, a camera anywhere on him. I'm gonna go with Moonlight, but I just I want to ride home for that whole cast of Mad. You want to ride Shining Chrome? Yeah, I do. Do Into Valhalla. Nicholas Holt's great in that movie too. Really good. Yeah. Well, what a it's day. a great day. To, oh, oh what, what a day. day! Oh, what a lovely day! Oh, yeah, that's, that's, it. that's, that's very good. Oh, what a day! What a lovely day! I liked him more in About a Boy. Anyways, um, so I hated him in The Favorite. I haven't seen The Favorite. I liked him in The Favorite. Um, the scenes with Mahershala and just that so arc, that character yes. is... One of the probably best. talk about this in original, origin, yes. whatever, but I mean, it was, those scenes were unbelievable because yeah. they were so surprising, but they were so truthful and he related to the kids and so much. And just, also, like, his impact just on the whole rest of the movie. Like, what a, he yeah. was just, like, an amazing character. Absolutely. It's like a North Star for One. that. I've been here a long time. And I'm from Cuba. A lot of black folks in Cuba. You wouldn't know that from being here, though. I was a wild little shorty, man. Just like you. Run around with no shoes on, the moon was out. This one time, I run by this old, this old lady. I was running, hollering, cutting the food, boy. This old lady, she stopped me. She said, running around, catching up all that light. In moonlight, black boys look blue. You blue. That's why I gonna call you. Blue. Say your name, Blue. At some point, you gotta decide for yourself who you gonna be. Can't let nobody make that decision for you. And for where we are, just like today, yes. and social stuff. Deep. So deep. Getting man. deep. So deep. Let's do it. Getting Let's deep on the really get. So I have to give the acting stuff. Yes, too. acting is like, one life for me. The middle, all the kids were great. The middle kids for some reason. Ashes Sanders. Like, so incredible. Uh, I can't remember the first boy's name. Cervante Rhodes. Right. Ashes Sanders, who's the and native son right so now. Great. Yeah. He's and a I don't know native son, the HBO boy. movie. The little boy who's also Amazing. in Black Panther. Forgetting his name. The, uh, Very cool. The... Yeah, the other thing about that movie, too, is it just feels like... I've never felt like a movie felt like a symphony as much as that movie Ooh, feels like a yeah. symphony with, like, three parts. Yeah, and yeah, the, yeah. The, And uh, that, yeah. that's linked together by the acting. So second, then we'll go with writing. I think this one goes to Moonlight. Yeah. I think we can agree. I love the the Mad yes. Max script, and, yes. but the, <laughs> I don't think we're all like, oh, that script. It, it, I don't... I, I, I don't... I, I don't want to knock the Mad Max script. I think it's actually perfectly told... A perfectly told story. I think you could teach that script in a, even though there's very little dialogue. The way yeah. that movie's put together is is uh, kind of perfect. Like you could teach that. Um, 
But I'll absolutely. But, but don't you? But don't you think when like, you read it, you're like, wow, okay, this is good. Like, but what are the bells and whistles gonna look like? Because you're like, not that you wouldn't, no, but because the because the thing that makes that movie so like, transcendent is the fact that the story is so good and that the characters are so good. Yeah, and that's the right. That's true. That's true. Even if. I don't even know sci-fi movie or yeah. fantasy movie yeah. but I just don't know it's like I feel like there are people who know how to do the Mad Max thing but I just don't know that there are people who couldn't just like do the Moonlight thing yes do you know what I mean like, I, I, yeah. I, I, I just don't want to sell Mad Max short because I think I'm, that it no, is no. like the best version Listen, of I'm about to I'm about to not sell Mad Max short because Mad Max is, is going to be an extremely high rewatchable number for me uh, I sure. don't think that that movie could I don't understand how that movie got made they went to Australia, yeah. like craftsmanship. Like I think I just said, how amazing of a director Barry Jenkins is. But like that movie does not get made without an insanely yeah. gen- genius weirdo at the top, and also insanely weirdo team of like Australian pirates. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, oh, That's amazing. For sure, for sure. It's amazing. So we'll give writing to Moonlight. Let's do it. My vote for craftsmanship goes to uh, goes to Mad Max, just because there's no reason that movie should have been made and. Should have. I mean, like they all went into the desert for a year and hated, like, and came out with one of the most exhilarating movies I've seen in the yeah, last. Yeah, I think century. I have to do the same. I think, but it's tough because I think it's like a Lord of the Rings situation where it's just like there's more of it. So like, obviously mm-hmm. the production design and the costume design and the score and the mm-hmm. the cinematography of it and the direction of it are flashier but also so incredible yeah i think that barry jenkins definitely should have won the oscar for that i think it's incredible he didn't win no mm-hmm. that was la la land jamie did um <laughs> that's and it's really hey it, you're with a la la land apologist watch <laughs> yourself no i like la la land i enjoy it like but the moonlight stuff like that movie shot incredibly you get the way the reason why you get inside those people's heads is because of the way it's shot Absolutely. Really well. I and totally the score, the, the kid, score kid is in the, ice, um, in the in the sink with the ice coming yeah. out, like come after. The score is the also face. probably one of the most beautiful scores. It is gorgeous. The beach, the way the beach scene is I shot. Know. I think Both I'm gonna go with Moonlight. Actually, I I gotta I gotta go with um, Mad Max. You go with Mad Max. It's just like to to get all of those like moving parts to work. Yeah, I hear you. And orchestrated in just like that unified way. Yeah. It's just I don't know. I think I'm gonna be alone on Moonlight. When you were this. saying, oh, you know what's gonna happen? This guy is gonna wear a red pajama suit yes. with a face mask on and play a fire guitar. Yeah. yeah, on the front of a truck, and connected works. by and bungee cords, and you're gonna be like, doesn't look yeah. weird or cheesy. It's just like totally yeah, weird. Like you, that means you have like a level of craftsmanship that I probably will never reach. Barry Jenkins' credit level either. Yeah. But it's a little bit more, but like you said, it is a little bit more These flashy, two mashups so. are, are intense. So there's a lot of these intense. Well, like until we get to Gangs of New York and I'm just alone, and then we'll have no <laughs> mashups. Yeah. Uh, I'm just alone on an island. Um, uh, okay, then, cool. So Mad Max won that. Okay, Mad so Max, it's, it's uh, just I'm so happy that you're here, Carl. 
Kyle was tired of being on the pod. I was so tired of like. It just would it wouldn't have it, we wouldn't have made it this far. Right? <laughs> <laughs> just getting knives out. What one? Can't wait till get to There will be blood. Yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> now okay. we're at rewatchability. We'll start with uh, Moonlight. Let's say how many times we've seen it. In the count of three. Oh, I need to think about it. Okay, I think I know. Six. One, two, three. I mean, I've seen it once. I've seen it twice. Three. Six so times. nine. So nine total. So three times each. Nine. Nine total watches, and. I need to think about Mad Max, like, legis- legitimately. Uno for me. I just won three times. Nine, Nine times. Nine so times. So it's one and... Three. Uh, so that's 13. 13. Very good math. Is it the same? No. no. The other one was nine. Nine total. So Mad Max wins for amount of views. Okay. I've shown Mad Max to five different people. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. in that alone, not to mention the fact that it was... I've rented it. I can show you the voodoo receipts. I've... I've rented it at God. least three times. It's on Kai Flix, Jimmy. I know. Don't well, sometimes. Well, sometimes I like to, if I'm watching it in my room. God. I don't, you know. But that's that's very. Um. Okay. Cool. So Mad Max wins that. Yeah. Mad Max wins that. So, so was it two two, two two again? Yeah. Jeez. Down to the wire. I'm. What's the last one? Impact and original. And it has yeah. to go to Moonlight. Moonlight for, for me too. Sorry. It does yeah. nothing. I would no, say the reason I would say Moonlight too is just because like there's like three characters in Moonlight. Not that this isn't the case in Mad Max, but I think it's a little different with fantasy sci-fi. There's like three characters in Moonlight that like have never been shown on a screen. Yeah. 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 We hadn't yeah. seen that movie before. I like even like and Mahershala alone is like a t- like I've never seen like. A drug deal, like a drug dealer in like Miami, being portrayed that way as like yeah. uh as like almost like a Mufasa like father figure, like yeah. that's incredible. That's like absolutely incredible. So I'm with Moonlight on that, but and who's able to like understand this young man without saying anything? Yeah, you yeah. just know that's the most important. But also just like the entire truthful. subject matter of that movie. Whereas Mad Max is literally the fourth movie in a series, and it is right. probably the best one. But like, right. it still is the same formula as the Road Warrior. And a climax of a movie being two adult men like holding each other on a couch like is uh, kind of the most beautiful thing ever. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that was really great when that happened in Mad Max. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, so, so Moonlight, Moonlight advanced. Wow, that's sad. Mad Max is a, yeah. but you know, all good things. And some, also, some, we're gonna wind up with some that are. That's the thing. We're gonna wind up with some that are better than Mad Max. So we've got in the or, that are worse yeah, than Mad Max. So in the, in the Elite Eight, the first two in the Elite Eight are There Will Be Blood and Moonlight. That's pretty good. Yes. Yes. Okay, so we're gonna jump around a little bit so okay. that we can keep the audiences guessing on what the next round is. Okay. Uh, uh, all right, let's do it. Next up, we have Fellowship of the Ring. Oh God. A number three seed, which is also a representation of all the Lord of the Rings movies, because it's the only one we put in. And uh, and the seventh seed, we have Silver Linings Playbook. Oh, yeah. See you later. See you later, Silver Linings. <laughs> okay, yeah, we've talked enough about Silver Linings. I don't think we need to go through these. Let's those. do it. Well, oh, we're, we're we should talk about test. I don't think we even need to do the covers. I would give Lord this to Lord of the Rings, Lord Rings. every single Okay. Even acting. I would, give, I would give, I mean, obviously, Kyle, thank you for, Kyle, uh, graciously, you, we're big, we're big Silver Linings fans, but Kyle, obviously, there were certain ones that he gave to me. Didn't he beat as, No Country for Old Men? I did. Yeah. Oh, why? <laughs> sit down, bro. We needed you here sit down. I love sit No down. Country, man. Sit down. That's one of my faves. Yeah, it should be in here. Yeah, okay, you know what is, cool. I, 
Silver Linings is you know, the I mean, best rom com. Because Jimmy let me have Mulholland. The so best rom com of the 21st century. People and tell me that um, Silver Linings Playbook is, is good. I've I like it, Silver Linings Playbook. You have I think Silver Linings Playbook easily, easily wins I like acting between the two of those yeah, What about four. Ian McKellen and Sean Bean? I, I love, I love, I love, I love Lord of the Rings. I love Lord of the Rings. But there are four performances in Silver Linings, and it's so funny. So, and, and David O. Russell gets just amazing performances out of people that are uh, every day. It, it's just, it's, it's great acting. The writing, I think, is... Incredible! I would go with writing for Silver Linings as well, but I know I'm going to be oh, vetoed two to that one. That adaptation is out of control. I love Lord of the Rings. It like is, Lord uh, of the Rings still wins this for me because I yeah. think Lord of the Rings takes impact, craftsmanship, oh, and yeah. I've seen it more than Silver Linings. So it, it wins. I've definitely for seen me. it twenty twenty five times. Yeah, me too. Oh, I mean, that like, might be low, but for well, if it was two towers, I would legit. I, I could I can't keep track of how many times. Like I couldn't count. Yeah, up yeah just because exactly. it's such an impact on me. So if. Mean, you know, but I just don't want to. I, uh, I used to. I used to, on when I would stay home sick from school. Yes, good like sick in sixth grade. Great, great sick. No, grade. not even. No. Because of watching the first Fellowship of the Rings movie before the other two came out, I like fell in love with it. And then yes. I was like, I need to read the books. But I wasn't really like a good enough reader to read all the books. So what I would do Carl. is I would sit in my room. And I would listen to the books on tape that my aunt oh. gave me and follow along in the old life. Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. And, that's awesome. and you would fall asleep every five minutes. No, right. That's and awesome. I, I fell in love with old Tom Bombadil that way. Tom Bombadil's uh, not in the movie. I know. See you yeah. later. But I still but the movie is still good in spite of that. It's Tom great Bombadil. even without Tom Bombadil. Yeah, and that's the mark of a great movie. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Silver Linings maybe could have used a little more Tom Bombadil. That would be a great. That would be a wild show. Can't touch. Can't touch Silver Linings. It's too great. But so Silver Linings is out. So you know the win. The win is making the Sweet Sixteen for Silver Linings, and as the best rom com of the twenty first century, well done. Uh, and it's actually a dramedy, really, but it's it's more just best romance movie. Uh, Eternal Sunshine. Yeah, condensed. Oh, it's really good. Um, speaking of Eternal Sunshine, let's go to Eternal Sunshine. Okay. Eternal That's Sunshine, exciting. the number eight seed. Which just defeated Gladiator, much to my chagrin, and against Whiplash. Very excited for this showdown, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, this is going to be a showdown. Eternal Sunshine versus Whiplash. Okay. Let's start with acting. I'm giving it to Eternal Sunshine. I'm giving it to Whiplash. Yeah. You both give it to Whiplash? Yeah. Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. Yes. I'm going to defend some things in Eternal Sunshine. Oh, no, for sure. That Kate Winslet performance is incredible. Yes. In that movie. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim Carrey is fine in that movie. Serviceable. But everybody else in the movie is great. Tom Wilkinson, Mark Ruffalo, Elijah Wood's great. Right. And right. Houston Dunst. Yeah. When I rewatched that movie yes. recently, I'd say about. Kate Winslet should have won the Oscar that year. Maybe a year and a half ago, so, which I know isn't super recent, but it was the only the second time I'd ever seen it. I was. It is clunkier than I remember in a lot of ways. What's and clunky about it? It's just clunky. Like certain parts of it, I don't enjoy watching. I don't. I. I, I don't love like Eternal Sunshine. How, Eternal Sunshine. Yeah. It, it, it's clunky, and it's at, at some time, like the peaks are amazing peaks. Like the certain parts, like the the cassette tape player playing. Like there's just certain parts that I think are like whew, like some incredible moments, and then there's other moments that like. I don't love the Mark Ruffalo stuff with Kirsten Dunst. No. I don't love that but stuff. But the fact that, that she that Tom Wilkinson I love Tom, forget her. Tom Wilkinson part. is an awesome actor. He's great in that. He's incredible. He's so good. He's also really good in Rush Hour. Uh, forgot that he was in that what? movie so recently. He's in Rush Hour? I don't remember. Yeah. Okay, so Whiplash won acting. So Whiplash wins acting for me. And, I'm, um, and just because I think the 
the Miles Teller performance, if we're like, I think that let's cancel out J.K. Simmons and Kate Winslet as both like legendary performances, yeah, 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 and then I think Miles Teller is better than Jim Carrey. You no. know who's great in Whiplash? It is, and this is such a surprising like small part, and I literally can't remember her name, but Supergirl. Oh, I think I'm gonna say the dad. I remember this Melissa was the first Benoit. time I saw her in anything, and I Melissa was like, she's great. Yeah, but she's you such like a, that to she me. has a, such a you shitty part in that right movie. after right that. after you saw Whiplash, you were like, like, she was great. She was great. She has such a like a nonsense part though. Maybe she's like literally just like a thing for him to throw away. Yeah, but no, though, yeah, but she's uh, interesting. She's like definitely someone that you're like. Why would you like? like you clearly have. What's to interesting about her in a way? You know what I mean? Like, well, she's, she's right. He's a so he's a psychopath. I know, but that's kind of the point, isn't it? It's like this yes. amazing. I, but and I don't know because then yeah, some people think that movie is about how you should fought you should you should be like. Him. No, 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 no. I think that movie. I think that movie says okay, this is the oh, cost right. of greatness sometimes. Yes. and it's like, what do you think of that? I don't like that. Well, it's like I, an interesting discussion because it's like he was so God, determined for this him. greatness. Like the second when he's like, mouth the teacher him on the isn't a good teacher. Not clearly, but that's the whole point. Is he or is he not? Is he or is he not? He's definitely not. He just calls but him a cocksucker. But he it, also, but he also becomes a great drummer because he becomes of him. A great so drummer. it's like the duality. So, of but he already was a great drummer. No, no, no. He would have never gotten there. That's the idea, and it's so true. I had so many like. Uh, listen, we can talk stick or carrot all day long, but like at the end of the day, there are some people who, when a teacher, and and it obviously is reinforced because we have teachers like this that are like all stick, and like they get performances. It happens in, in, in with sports all the time, where like there's those coaches who are like, I'm gonna ride you to so when you can you you're gonna yeah. do so much more, and he literally was like, it's but like the Charlie Parker with the symbol story in the movie. It, it's so. But smart. didn't do any teaching in it. Yes. He just yells at them. I mean, like in. Anyway, well, it was acting. It's he also gets him a movie. to be on his tempo. JK's great in it. Yeah, it's all about the tempo. It's all about the tempo. JK's great in the movie. Little trouble there. Pick it up at 17, 5, 6, and. Not, not quite my tempo. Here we go. 5, 6, and. Downbeat on 18. Okay, here we go. Bar 17, the and of four. Got it? Five, six, seven. Not quite my tempo. It's all good. No worries. Here we go. Five, six, seven. You're rushing. Here we go. Uh, ready? Okay. Five, six, and. Dragging just a hair. My cue. Five, six, seven. Rushing. Five, six, and. Dragging. I just hurled a chair at your head, Neiman. I, I don't know. Sure you do. The tempo? Were you rushing or were you dragging? I, I don't know. Start counting. Five, six, seven. In four, damn it! Look at me! 
One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Now, was I rushing or was I dragging? Uh, Count again. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Rushing or dragging? Rushing. So you do know the difference. If you deliberately sabotage my band, I will Now, are you a rusher or are you a dragger or are you going to be on my time? I'm going to be on your time. What does that say? Quarter note equals 215. Count me a 215. A one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Jesus Christ! I didn't know they allowed the shaper. Am I to understand that you cannot read tempo? Can you read music? What is that? Eighth note? Yes, what is that? Dotted 16th note. Sight read measure 101. Capella group? Play the goddamn kit! Now answer my question. Were you rushing or were you dragging? Answer! Rushing. Okay, moving on to writing. Uh, easy so, for me. Easy for me, Whiplash. Yeah, me too. Whiplash. Really? Yeah. Okay, but wait a second. Wait a second, wait a second. Concept, eternal sunshine. Concept, but Whiplash, Whiplash, Whiplash yeah. basically has, is a very I'm simple story. It's full of the wait, wait. now. I know, I'm fine with this. I'm just, I just want to make sure that we're, that we're clear on this. Sure. Because Whiplash is basically full metal jacket where he's shouting and throwing symbols at this kid and calling him a and a cocksucker and all this stuff. Like, that's the screenplay of Whiplash. And yes, it's tight and it happens. Eternal Sunshine is an incredibly original idea. It's Charlie Coffin, one of the best screenwriters of the 21st century. Wait, 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 wait. The idea... Kyle is telling me to wait because he knows I'm prepping a response already. That's fine, that's fine, that's fine. But wait, the idea that to have this story, this romance, which is basically about is better to have loved and lost than to have not loved at all. Right, and right. it being about the fact that you can erase people from your memory, which is something that we think about when we're with people where we end badly and we're like, oh, I wish I'd never even met you. Like, how many times do you say that to people? The fact that this movie took that and made a movie about that, that for me is incredibly funny and heartbreaking. That like just very clearly wins for me. I have never, yes, but on the other side of that, you you were just defending the writing of Mad Max Fury Road as being like, okay, it's not a crazy concept. It's yeah. not the concept of Eternal Sunshine where you're like, it's not the boyhood concept. It's it's the fact that you could teach it based on like how well it is executed. And like, the but I think artist, a lot of the dialogue never, is listen, stupid in that movie. I've never considered myself an artist, okay? I've always had struggled with putting that label on what I do yeah. because I've never considered myself an artist. When I sat in the movie and saw Whiplash and I understood... Here's this guy with a very specific passion, jazz drumming, yes. and he is on this quest to be great. And obviously, I'm very much a target audience because I have, I've, I've, I have been to a school where I was pursuing a very specific passion and trying to be great at it. But I have never seen something taken to eleven like Whiplash did, and that script outlines this movie that then is it feels literally like a rocket ship. Because it by does. the end of that yeah. movie, I feel like I have a fever. Like, I feel like I Wait, have a fever. but is that the writing of it? Yes, 100%. Right. The framework. It's the framework. The writing of Eternal Sunshine, I think the concept, I, I'm, this is what I was saying about when I saw it, it is so much more concept that makes that movie a success than actually what happens in that movie. I think that the movie... But that's the, the writing. No, I'm saying the concept, like the pitch for Eternal Sunshine yeah. is better than the script would be for me when I saw it. And still to this day, okay. and I'm, I'm still a fan of it. I think it's 
Because I think yeah. the concept, I like think you that, said, that is rocket so ship, but I think that rocket ship energy from Whiplash comes from the way that he shot it, right? Not and the way that it's, it's edited. It's, I don't know. It's not the, the way payoffs, that it's, the payoffs in the script for that and the payoffs for all of it. I don't think that movie has a flaw. The moment that I he really gets in the car accident, yeah. you're like, oh my god, he drove himself so he's, he's so obsessed with this that he's yeah, yeah, that I he got that. himself in a car accident. Oh, this sucks. He's gonna learn from this, whatever, and he runs to go perform anyways. It's like. That is, yeah. it's nuts, man. I think he's just a despicable human in that movie. Miles Teller? Yeah. And I don't, really? What's and crazy if the to movie was supposed to. You left that theater, you, to this day, were so pro-Whiplash. Yeah, I mean, I like, I, I like, that's a movie that's fallen apart the more I've watched it. Huh. The, the first time I watched it, I was like, what an electric movie. And I yeah. still think it's put together yeah. really well. But I think it's like, I think it's like all flash and there's nothing That's actually going on. I don't think For I've me. seen it more. No, no, no. Well, I was going to say like... Like I don't think he's a good teacher. I I uh, don't understand. I don't, think... I don't understand if... I think the idea of of is he a good teacher and is and, and I think the idea of like is this what we do to greatness? But I think that the movie very clearly comes down on the side of he's great now because of this relationship with this guy. Yeah. And I think it's, I see that movie as a movie about two sociopaths who find each other. And yeah, maybe but it is. I mean, think about the different examples in real life, though. I mean, if we think about, like, Serena Williams and her dad, we think about, yeah. like, Tiger Woods and his dad. Yeah, at I mean, four years old. Right, but I don't think Jackson the movie, I don't think like, the movie and all agreed, this stuff. There's so many but examples of people who do achieve And I'm not saying it's good or bad. I just think he presents it, and it's like, what do you want to do with this? And you see the look in J.K. Simmons' eyes. When he starts to gesture with his hand to bring up the symbol at the end, you see J.K. being like, yes, and you see Miles locked in, yeah, and you're like, maybe they are two sociopaths. But I don't think but the movie like, is. Fra- I think the end of the movie is very much framed in a way where it's like, this is a triumph for the both of no, them. No, 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 I mean, no, no. I didn't feel that. I felt I like it was a triumph because I was like, oh, I felt like Miles Teller finally got where he wanted to go. We were watching this, but, but I also he still felt can disturbed be by it. You know, what I mean? very like disturbing. Time. Okay, well, I would never watch J.K. Simmons as a teacher, never. even if that is a great teacher. It's not worth it. I'm not willing to sacrifice that. Okay, but it's interesting. Miles Teller was. It's like it's an interesting artist dilemma. You know, I'm. Definitely giving Eternal Sunshine writing. I also think about how like how much we crave teachers' approval and like things like that, and like how hard I would work for for a teacher to give me like one positive thing. I don't yeah. know. That movie like encapsulates a lot of that for me, and that's with that's you. writing. So, okay. Moving on Whiplash. to so is Whiplash winning right now? Well, if to it wins rewatchability, it wins. Got it. So now we need to do rewatchability. I've seen Eternal Sunshine twice. I've seen Eternal Sunshine. Eight times. You've seen a lot of movies a lot of yeah, times. Yeah, I've watched them a lot. I've yes. seen Eternal Sunshine one time. Okay. So we're at 11. And I saw Whiplash four times. Twice. Four times. Maybe six? Twice. I wasn't keeping track. What'd you say? For this? For, for Whiplash? Whiplash, for? Whiplash, yeah. What'd you say? Two? Twice. So it's six, 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 twelve. twelve. What were we at for other one? Eight. I did eight. Ten. One. So way more for Eternal Sunshine, right? Eternal no. Sunshine wins. No, no, no. Whiplash oh, wins. You s- oh, so I, I thought you said six. Oh, I thought you said So what happened to the average out? Whiplash won by one deal. And this Whiplash is wins. actors doing math. <laughs> yeah. So Whiplash wins. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Whiplash <laughs> wins. Okay. Whiplash wins. Uh, the one so last the thing I want to say about Whiplash is that Unlike what we were talking about the movies earlier, where like I hadn't seen those in the theaters, Whiplash I went to go see in the theater at Angelica by yes. myself, and sat like a few rows away from like this lady. It was probably in her late thirties or you know early forties, and the theater was pretty empty. 
and as the movie went on, like I've never had a movie theater going experience that was like that. And I think being by myself, it's definitely that wild. Was better. And to the point where this woman who was also there by herself, we would like turn to each other and we like reach out and like grab each other at certain points. Oh yeah. my gosh! And it's just, but when you look at like the actual things that are happening in that movie, they're all very like quotidian, and yet it did feel like this like massive. Thing. I don't think so that movie. Like, I don't he, think you could describe that movie as quotidian. I, well, yeah, I, no, I, well no, no, that's that like a rehearsal over the top. But I, but I in a good way. It's like in a kid at school. Way. Like oh, I, you mean that that like it's about drumming? Exactly. Kind of that, yeah. it's, it's not well, about that's like, the editing and, and the, the yeah. yeah. I mean, like yeah. at the end when he when he's like when when J.K. Simmons reveals how he was trying how he's trying to Miles Teller at the end, I had a I just gasped. I was like. I was like, oh, oh no! Like I, it was, it was awful. It was, and you knew it was near the end of the movie, and I was yeah. like, oh, that's where this is gonna end. Like he's good, and then like when he walks back out there and mouths, <laughs> J.K. Simmons as he's drumming, I've never <laughs> felt like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to feel other than like, holy shit! You know what's great yeah. in the movie too is his dad. Tab's yeah, really good. Like, I'm just saying, go home and rewatch. All right, I'm Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet's first scene. Which you find out actually is not their, is first, their first scene, right, right. Um, which is an amazing twist. Yeah, great twist. Um, that scene and tell me that that is not like it's great, incredible. It's a great I movie. It made it deserved to be in the top sixteen. No. I will. I will rewatch it. Let's move on to uh, Pan's Labyrinth, the three seed versus Get Out, Ooh, a seven seed. This okay, is a very interesting. Movie. Tough one, tough one. Um, you tough boys eight. can start with acting. I'll be right back. You can okay, acting. Acting, I have to think about. Acting is tough. It is very difficult. I'm leaning toward... Well, okay, so both these movies are very genre Yes, absolutely. And require weird things of the actors. Yep. I feel like Get Out's more fresh in my mind right now. Because more recently. There's a performance in Pan's Labyrinth that I think is fing stunning, which, which is, is Mercedes. Which, uh, the, which the, the maid. Okay. Who winds up getting stabbed at the end. Oh my gosh. Um, I love that movie. She's a really incredible, I think. Okay. But I think Daniel Kalu. Uh. Is incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dan um, though the parents. The parents are great. Yeah, Bradley Whitford, Catherine Keener. Comes and saves them at the end. It's just like it's just such a delightful. Yeah, movie. it's a good ensemble. It's a I'm great ensemble. Gonna go get out. I think I am too. That's what I was thinking as well. Jimmy, get out. You agree? Um. Well, I was saying that there is one performance in Pan's Labyrinth that I'm like I think about that movie and I think of her in that movie. The Mercedes, the housemaid. Okay. Um, the, Jimmy, or I, the or I, the rebel girl. I thought you were going to get the wine. I just want to say that I kind of wanted to remove myself from this one. I don't feel like a strong enough Pan's Labyrinth authority mm -hmm. um, to it. to weigh in too strongly. I think so I'm happy to break a tiebreaker. I'm happy to break a tiebreaker, but for the most part, I wanted to let you both because I'm gonna lean pretty heavily to get out in all these categories just based on recent. I advice. think writing, I'm gonna give to get out. I'm having a tough time with the writing one. Mm -hmm. Why? Because. I love Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, I do too. And I think it's so beautiful and so imaginative. And Guillermo's, it's my favorite Guillermo movie. I mean. Yeah, um, same. Definitely more than the Fishwoman. The Fishwoman. Fish Fish well, Man. that's coming up next. No. Oh, you really? <laughs> no, Pan's oh, Labyrinth, okay. yeah, Pan's Labyrinth, definitely. And I think it is written beautifully. I think that, I think that But the, I, when I think about Get Out and just the... 
You think of the writing and the, the right, right. The writing, the the parallels that it draws to like our society and our country's really history smart. without banging you over yeah, the head with it. It's and super it really elegant, fun, yeah, and accessible. Let's give it to get out. I think get out. Awesome. What's next? Craftsmanship uh, yeah. and rewatchability. Whichever one you want to go first. So, a craftsmanship. I think what Jordan Peele does directing direction wise in Get Out is pretty incredible. Um, it is a really, really well done, and I think all the elements work together really well. But it's Pan's Labyrinth. It's yeah, gotta be Pan's right? Labyrinth. It's so beautiful. Yeah, it's like there's brush strokes in every thing. So good. Yeah, um, it's similar to the Mad Max effect where you're just like. Right, it's, it's, it's like a Lord of the Rings, the Mad Max, the yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. All right, then what's next? Origin, uh, rewatchability, rewatchability. How many times was it? I've only seen Get Out once, which is surprising. I've, I've seen, seen Get, Get Out, Out four five times. times, so that's ten. ten. I've seen Pans once. I want to say three times. That's high for you. I know. I I've seen like Pans like six times. I'll say <laughs> ten and ten, right? So it's a tie. It's a tie. So, that one's well, so we can just we can move on from that category. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're at 2 1 right now, right? So we, we'll move on What's to the Get Out. Get Out. Get Out's got two. What's and then that one? leaves uh, us with impacts and originality. And it has to be Get Out. Right? You think so? I think yeah. the socio. I think it. it's also a little bit harder for us. I mean, yeah. where it's a foreign category. Really. I mean, yeah. it's, it's just like. It's just like it, it, it enraptured a nation with a discussion. That's true. It is, it is one it. of the few... This and Lord of the Rings are kind of the only movies we've hit so far that, like, genuinely affected the culture. Exactly. I mean, Get Out really did affect yeah. the culture. And I will say this. Like, I... I it hit it I know that I live in New too. York. I mean, it's like, right... Was it right when the Trump administration started? Like Five months yes. after he took yeah, It was, yeah, like, yeah. perfect timing yeah. with everything that we needed in that yeah. moment. I would, I would say, too, and I, and I've, I think I might have mentioned this on the pod before, I was trying to see Get Out for about 12 days, okay? Now, I know that we live in a city. We live in New York, obviously, a pretty big city. Get Out yeah, was sold bad. out on... I was only trying to see it on weekdays, basically. And it was continually, like, I could either sit in a front row or I could not see it for 12 yeah. straight days. Yeah. Now... It wasn't making as much money as, like, Spider-Man is going to make because everyone in America, like, you know, across... But in, in cities, in cities, uh, you could not get in. Right. It was it was so... Everyone was talking about it. They were like, I have to see this movie. I have to yeah. see this movie so I can be part of the conversation. And literally Wednesdays at 10 p.m., I couldn't get in 45 minutes before. The 9 p.m. would sell out, and the 10 p.m. would already be just front row That's seats. Incredible. It was like... That's it amazing. was it was two weeks of like for a movie and, that I mean think of what the budget was yeah, yeah and that's and and not to mention the fact that like that is not the way movies are taken in nowadays it's just no, not right, unless it's, it's Star Wars and point. you know and yeah. and that shows what kind of impact that I mean so Get Out wins right Get Out wins awesome Get Out beats Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth we should say in terms of impact Pan's Labyrinth was an extremely high gross thing for him. That, that was what I was going to say, yeah. too. I was like, it, we're also Americans talking about Pan's yeah. Labyrinth, you know? And if we can talk about those the three Mexican genius directors yes, who are all amigos. friends. I mean, like, two of them, well, really, un, yes. I mean, it's just amazing. It's the yeah. way of them all being. We have Pan's out in the, out in the other, the other thing. Do you know this, that, that Pan's Labyrinth at the Oscars that year yeah. won, this is a really crazy year, actually, because yeah. it was obviously a for foreign language film. Right. It lost foreign language film to the lives of others, which is also a really good movie. But it won makeup. Okay. It won 
maybe production design. Okay. And it beat Children of Men for oh, cinematography. Oh my gosh! Which no is that is wild. So it was that two, is a great little tidbit. It was two very weird things that happened where Pan's Labyrinth didn't win foreign film and Children of Men didn't win cinematography. That is so bizarre. Speaking of Children of Men, is that on our list? Is it in our Children of Men? Um. Did I not make made it, it really close. It got knocked out by uh, Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, and we didn't even discuss probably that that happened. Oh. We didn't even discuss that. No, we we but, may have though. Mm -hmm. That's tough, right? Children of Men is in my top five favorite movies of all time. It's my second favorite. Oh, so we should um, third, maybe third favorite of his now, and I think all of his movies are great. Like, he's, I think he's my favorite director. The Hurt Locker. A number one okay. seed versus The Dark Knight. Oh, great matchup. And the Hurt Locker year at the Oscars was the year after The Dark Knight didn't get nominated for Best Picture, so they had that was the first year they had ten categories. Ten. Uh, oh. And Hurt Locker still won. Okay, action. Oh, man. This so is let's hard. Talk, let's talk about some of the, great, the good performances in these. Let's talk about Hurt Locker. We got Jeremy Renner, we got Anthony Mackie. Um, Those are the two the that The other I white remember. dude, who is really good, but I can't remember his name, but he's in a ton of stuff. I just rewatched all these movies before we got Pierce. This. Gets blown oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scene, right? I mean, the two that are huge are Anthony Mackie and, and Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner, yeah. And they're both great in it. They're awesome. I, I really remember Anthony Mackie being moving to me. Like, yes. Really yeah. And I know we could just say Heath Ledger, which is one of the most legendary, but I also think Gary Oldman's great in that movie. Gary Oldman. This is amazing. I mean, I think Christian Bale's fine. You know who else is good? Is Aaron Eckhart. I was like, gonna say. I was. Great. I wasn't sure how you would feel about that. No, I. I he's a good, really good actor, and he's he's perfect for that role. The knight in shining armor who yeah. kind of goes crazy at the end and all that. Like I, I think why. Heath Ledger like. I mean, completely flip tips the scales. I agree. But I think that even the Gary Oldman and Aaron Eckhart of it all. And Christian Bale too. Let's not. Yeah, he's like, he's, he's doing his. He's, yeah. he's he's anchoring the movie. Right? Yes. And, uh, that might be the hardest acting one we've had yet. Yeah. I, that one is really hard for me because I think that Jeremy Renner's performance in Hurt Locker is one of the most. It's great. Uh, overlooked performances of the twenty first century. Might yeah. Be, yeah. Might the, the, like, but Anthony Mackie's great the, too. Oh, he's he's great. Yeah. He's the and he's the audience in a lot of ways yeah. because he says and thinks yeah. everything you're thinking. But like this idea that this guy, like this adrenaline junkie. I Ray Fiennes? Ray Fiennes is in that movie? Yeah. What? Is he right? He's in yeah, it. he's in Which it. Which is one of the most spectacular scenes, yeah, I think, Yeah, that's like the century. really long sniping scene. scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. That just is really slow and, like, takes forever. It's, I remember the, when he's walking through the grocery store. That's, that's the end. Special, yeah. special. Yeah, I mean, I think you gotta give it to, I mean, like you just said, Heath Ledger tips the scales, but, um... But Gary Oldman, he's the secret weapon of those three movies. He's, he's really, so really good. good. He is. He's very, mo he's very he's good. He's so different in everything. Like, especially when he puts on a lot of makeup. Because when it's in Churchill. Uh, have you seen anything movie. about? Have oh, you seen yeah. anything for this movie? Luke found this movie. It's called Tiptoes, and and no. Gary Oldman literally plays a little person. Wow. You gotta watch the trailer. Movie. It's it can, insane. That, it, it'll make you okay. think so much less. It's an it's old. Not. It's an older. It's an older movie with Matthew McConaughey, like a straight to VHS. Kate Beckinsale. It's like Ben Gary Oldman <laughs> and Patricia Arquette are in this. So bad. It's called Tiptoes. Yeah. So actors is going to. The actors Dark is going to go to Dark Knight. I'm willing to give writing to the Hurt Locker. 
I have to probably agree with you. I think that, well, ah, let's think about The Dark Knight. I feel like the writing's not necessarily what makes it a great movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas The Hurt Locker, I think that it probably is what's really helping it out there. You know, I, I just think there's a lot of Iraq War movies, and the one that, that and they, none of them do anything for me, and then we get to The Hurt Locker, and there's such an emotional core to this movie that doesn't necessarily make you super, uh, it, it's not about these, like, characters that you've, it, 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 it's more right. just, like, the sense of, like, how you empathize with if you were in that situation and, like, you had to just take apart bombs. Like, yeah. I think you just got to go with Hurt Locker just because I also, we know Nolan's shortcomings as a writer, and I think that he, yeah. his structure for Dark Knight his makes shortcomings in terms of dialogue. Dialogue, yes. yes. Dialogue and it, it's just a little bit blocky. Interstellar. Well, that I ride hard for Interstellar, though. I like the movie. What in are general. you going with for writing? Because I'm kind of split. I think we're, I'm, I'm going to go with Hurt Locker. Uh, I'm going to go with Hurt Locker. Yeah, too. That's, that's and I'm going to go with Leaning. We'll be right back. Go. So that means that Hurt Locker's got one. Dark Knight's got the other. Yes. And then that moves us on to uh, Craftsmanship. Uh, uh, I just want to. I just want to say for Craftsmanship that I think that how and I and I think you'll agree with me on this how the superhero genre has changed. Dark Knights was the last of a dying breed of a movie that was primarily done with a camera and with smart, smart, yeah. smart, smart camera effects and real stunts. And uh, it feels real. It feels visceral. It feels like a crime movie, which is, I mean, it's Batman. And I think that that shows an immense amount of craftsmanship, especially when you look at how ever since that movie... Are you not giving this to Dark Knight? No, I'm giving it to Dark oh, Knight. Okay. I'm just saying, for the last 11 years... Those are ten years. Superhero movies have said it's too hard to do that, so we're just going to do CGI. Yeah, there's like and no goop in that movie. It's yeah, like it and it it'll hold up a hundred years from now. I do think, just playing devil's advocate for a second, and I and I, I know what you're going to say that what Catherine Bigelow does in that movie in terms of creating the tension is what is something that's so strong in that movie. Yes. Um, but is it as good as the tension that she creates in Point Break, which I just realized that she also... The o- OG? Yeah, the OG. Yeah. That movie was awesome. Oh, it's not that was a great movie. It's so good. Sorry. She okay. is, she is like, a genius action director. Um, yeah. And, and, but she's like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Dark Knight. For what are we doing Craftsmanship. Now? Craftsmanship. It's gotta be Dark Knight. Yeah. Yeah. So that leaves got, got to be got to be. So two one, and then that takes us to rewatchability. I well, guys, let's not even do that. Let's go to impact because there's a clear winner. Dark Knight for dark dark yeah. night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Impact is dark night. Yeah. Impact. Shit. I just want like, you guys to know. That's like I legitimately want you to know yeah, that yeah. for Dark Knight, my number is close to fifty. Wow. Well, for watching it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I've seen. This? I've seen. So this year alone, I've watched Dark Knight probably five times. Oh I watch it about five times. I love. I love those three movies so much. And what happens is, I watch one of them like on TV, and then I have to watch the other two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I get that. Those and, and same thing with like the Matrix movies. Like I've seen the original Matrix about about sixty times. I'd say. That's amazing. I know it shot for shot. I also have it on my laptop, so I just ninety nine like, though. I know, just like, yeah. <laughs> just but, reach. Okay, so Dark Knight takes that one. I don't want to see these though. I don't want to see them. I don't want to see them. So that's so funny. I want to see them. No, no, no. Because no, then okay. I want it to be a surprise. Okay, so 
Let's move on to one of the ones that I'm very interested to see how this goes. We have two incredible matches coming up. I'm up for it. Let's do it. Number 13, Mulholland Drive. Oh, here it is. Versus Gangs of New York. Number <laughs> number nine, Gangs of New York. Can so we give Carl. it to Children of Men? So, Carl, you watched Mulholland Drive. Yeah, I watched it. Did you not? No, I watched it. Did you? I absolutely watched it. And you hated that. No, I watched it. <laughs> I did. I watched it. I did not watch it, okay? Oh, God. I didn't watch this it. This is the entire matter here. It's too bad. You're so confused. Oh. Kyle, take it back. That's, That's okay. not the reason he's here. Kyle. I'm okay, so how are we going to do this? You guys just have to go at each other. I'm going to, you know, here's what I'm going to do. Yeah, ref. Here's what we're going to do. I was thinking about this before I came over. I was thinking about this yesterday. I'm going to be Tony Reale. Okay. And you guys are going to be around the horn, okay? But okay. the problem with this is I am giving every one of these to Mulholland Drive. And yeah. Jimmy is going to give every one of these well, to Gangs of New York. Well, then we got to show around the so, horn. It's no, a, yeah, it's a, so how does it go? It's let's, a sports, like, talking heads. Like, oh, and you pick who has the better argument. I pick who has the better argument. Yes. Oh, yeah. perfect. Okay. And also, I've only seen, like, half of Gangs of New York, and it was the night that we, I moved out of here. Okay. Remember that? And we all watched it together. Okay. Got it. Okay. Well, so what's the first one? So, acting. acting. Go away, you go. Jimmy, to you. Daniel Day-Lewis is electric in this movie. I think it's actually better than There Will Be Blood. I think that he has two scenes. Him sitting, covered in sweat, wrapped in an American flag, telling Leonardo DiCaprio about how he killed and why he killed Liam Neeson, and how the greatest man he has the most respect for in his life is his greatest enemy, is one of the most chilling... And it's, he's speaking to, in this movie, he's speaking to the man who wants to kill him, the son of that man. And he's telling him what it means to have someone who is your counterpoint. I killed the last honorable man 15 years ago since then. You've seen his porch from downstairs? Mm-hmm. Is your mouth all glued up with Connie juice? I asked you a question. I said I seen it, sir. <laughs> oh, you got a murderous rage in you, and I like it. Oh, it's life boiling up inside of you. It's good. The priest and me, we lived by the same principles. It was only faith divided us. He gave me this, you know. That was the finest beating I ever took. My face was pulp. My guts was pierced, my ribs was all mashed up. And when he came to finish me, I couldn't look him in the eye. He spared me because he wanted me to live in shame. This was a great man. A great man. So I cut out the eye that looked away. Sent it to him wrapped in blue paper. I would have cut them both out if I could have fought him blind. And I rose back up again with a full heart and buried him in his own blood. And, and it, it is electric filmmaking. And Leonardo DiCaprio, I think what he does extremely well in this movie is um, 
he just acts as a pair of eyes for the audience, really, and not even just in like reacting to it, like I was saying, Anthony Mackie doesn't hurt Locker. Just this eye into this world, Great. an eye into this production time. He is incredible of just, and, and I, I think that I enjoy, I enjoy his Irish, his Irish dialect. Dialects, yeah, yes, yeah. I and and while like and while, Cam, well. while Cameron Diaz, while Cameron Diaz is right. not good in that movie, she she, I think she's up. fine. She I think she's back. fine. I don't think she stinks it up. The weight of each performance, John C. Riley, Brendan Ooh. Gleeson, Ooh. Daniel Day-Lewis, Leonardo DiCaprio, the guy, plays, um, <laughs> the, um, the guy who plays McGlover, you also have a very young, um, you, uh, you have two guys who now are in the circuit, the guy from Boardwalk Empire and the guy who's in The Wire who plays um, Avon Barksdale's, uh, yeah. his yeah. brother? Or? Uh, the, the cousin, the cousin. Okay. The, the, born of the Barksdale brothers. There's just so many who's now on the deuce. It, there's so many incredible acting performances that I don't. That doesn't rot the bunch. The fact that Cameron Diaz is mediocre, and I do think that Mulholland Drive has good performances. Yeah. There also are a lot of performances that seem very wonky and out of place. All right, Kyle, to you. Naomi Watts in yeah. Mulholland Drive. Wait, let's do Gangs of New York first. Uh, Daniel Day Lewis is great. It is a fine ensemble. Leo is bad. Cameron Diaz is awful. Um, um, Naomi Watts, Naomi Watts in Mulholland Drive is the best Special. female performance of the 21st century. Wow. Special performance. Um, Special wow. performance. Jimmy, yes. I have the mic. I'm yes, saying all right before this. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying yes. Okay, man. Jimmy, we appreciate your <laughs> I was, I was trying to say yes to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is moment. Okay. I've been muted. I'm down around the horn. Exactly. Naomi Watts, best female performance of the 21st century. And she's asked to do a, there is a scene in this movie just going on Naomi Watts. There's a scene in this movie where she, where it's this like 15 minute sequence in this movie. She plays this really hopeful, optimistic actress who moves to LA. And she, there's this scene where she and um, Laura Harding, who has a magnetic quality in this movie that is like from another time. Mm-hmm. Um, she has to rehearse a scene aside, with sides with yeah. this woman. And she she reads it and it's like it's like when we would read sides in the apartment. It's super shitty. Yeah. And it's oh wow, this and this and this, and you're like wow we haven't seen her act and she's just been this goofy kind of like oh I want this so badly. She goes into the room, does this scene, and she and it's just this one shot on her and this soap opera actor, um, and she is like captivating wow. in this movie and you're like oh she. Really is good. like this woman. Then in the last 30 minutes of the movie, 20 minutes of the movie, the whole thing trips out and flips back in on itself. And you find out that basically, I mean, I mean it's it's up to interpretation, but the popular the most popular interpretation is that she is playing in the last 20 minutes the character who is fantasizing the rest of the movie. And the rest of the movie is this like fantasy dream, and sh- and she's this very grounded, raw, earthy woman, like depressed and mean. Wow. And she is just like incredible in that movie. So a lot of the a lot of the side there are a lot of other side characters who I think um, are great. Justin Theroux in. I think Justin Theroux is very funny. Um, I think the rest the rest of the cast in that movie like nobody's bad in that. movie. Great. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I before you. I know you have something to say. <laughs> uh, I believe that a lot of those side characters veer heavily into campy, campy, campy. But that's cool. the that's that is also style the style of the movie. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to give. 
pile the benefit of the doubt with the Naomi Watts performance. It does sound very, very special. And Daniel Day-Lewis has so many performances that are so special and that this is definitely one of them. But I feel like I, Naomi Watts is like, this might be, this is like her. So they're star making You know what I mean? So I'm going to give acting, I'm going to give acting <laughs> to Mulholland Drive. You did great. Bill the Butcher. so good. This is what you bring me, Priest. A couple of old ragtags and some crusty <laughs> bitches. Daniel Day-Lewis. First, this right. first line of the movie. Legendary. We did already advance Daniel Day-Lewis for anyway. performance. Yes, we did. All right. He's got fans of, he's got I'll go first this time so that you can respond properly. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great. So this is right. What is this next one? This is right. Right. All right, Kyle. Also, okay. from here on out, I'm going to have like a Yeah, I cut it off. Timer. I'm gonna do a timer. All right, ready? You're gonna go on for 20 minutes each. Get set, go. Yeah, I mean, Gangs of New York is just kind of like a really long, bloated revenge story that okay. we've seen a million times. I don't think anyone would say that the writing of, I mean, Jimmy will probably, but I don't think that anyone would say that the writing of Gangs of New York is what is special about right. it. There's a lot of really awesome production design and performance elements in Gangs of New York, kind of. Done. Um, okay. Wait, 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 wait. I want to say something about Mahal Drive. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what do we have? A minute? I was paying more attention to the timer than to what you were saying. Oh, yeah. Continue. Yes. Mahal okay. Drive, I just think, I think the, the, I think all the scenes are completely captivating. I think that's the writing. I think it's, the style is totally perfect. And I think that the entire idea of it folding back in on itself yeah. is like really original and wonderful. And it makes me laugh. It makes me cry. I think, I think it's a weird script, but I think it's great. Cool. I would like to also say that before you start the timer on this, I was I did not give any assessment of Mulholland Drive's acting. I just focused on Gangs of New York, and then well, you can you do gave, what you want with yeah, your time. But I just would like to say that I lost <laughs> that one, and I feel like I wasn't given equal footing. So, moderator, I just want to make that clear. Oh, I see. My my side. A great yeah. way to um, try and get the moderator on your side is by blaming the moderator. Jimmy. I just want awesome I just want to say I was ready to reiterate. Like, All okay, right, go 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 go. All okay. right, ready? So, so speak up. Get a minute. Writing writing for Game of Thrones. Gangs of New York. Writing for Gangs of New York is amazing because you think it's this blood and f like really just all about violence thing, and the actual the two penultimate moments of that movie end up in being about the draft and actually like classes fighting. You think you're watching a movie about gangs fighting, but what you actually realize is that it's it's this fight between the lower class and the upper class. And I love how that turns in on itself, and in the fact that the the real enemy of all these people is poverty. And they're all in poverty. And I think it's in, it takes an incredible writer. And then you think you're watching this revenge tale, but the actual end to the revenge side of it is pretty not fulfilling. You're like, yeah, because at the end of this As movie... As they usually are. Yeah, 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 it's true, it's true. Because like, and, But it's not like this moment of like, I'm now going to sword fight you and win. That's not what it's about. And there's a lot of, there's a very deft, uh, I think that's the word for it's it, deft touch. Is that the word you would use, deft? Or, or, yeah. Uh, yeah, deft touch to it. Um, anyway, and Mulholland Drive, the writing Sorry. is, uh, I think it is... It's all the only thing interesting about the writing of that movie is listening to YouTube talk about what is happening in that movie. There's nothing interesting about the writing besides like one scene where a guy talks about a dream that he has and ends up behind the cafe with a weird witch woman. Do you feel like it's hard to follow? I, it, it, it is so the the, the sim, symbolism and metaphor of it is so much greater than anything they're actually saying, and that means it's not good writing because I, I can write a symbolistic metaphor about this room, but like it's not entertaining. I don't give a shit. Interesting. I won't respond. I have to give the writing to Mahal and Drive. It sounds oh like my gosh! It does. It sounds really interesting. Carl, if you saw it. I, I, yeah, but you know, whatever. It's a bunch of movie critics 
jerking right. each other off. All right, let's do the next. What's the next one is rewatchability, right? And I'm going to weigh on, and this is also going to be down to my interpretation because it's not just going to be how many times we've seen it. This what do you time. mean? Like the chips is No, it's also going to be like how many times do people actually want to rewatch this movie? Okay, that's fair. I mean? That's fair. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Uh, I'll like, start this one. one. I'll start this one. Okay, great. Go. Two maximum two rewatches you need to ever do of Mulholland Drive. You watch it the first time and you're like, first of all, that doesn't even count because you don't know what the fuck you're watching. Mm-hmm. Second of all, the second one you watch it, you just want to watch it because you want to try and understand because the internet told you what you should have understood about it the first time. Right. So then you have to watch it twice. You don't want to. Right. It's like showing up for class. You're like, I don't want to be here. Right. Kyle maybe does because Kyle likes that shit. Right, right. Now, Gang, Gangs of New York, <laughs> Gangs of New York, the production design alone is breathtaking, yeah. and it's it's a world-building movie. If you like world-building, if you like Game of Thrones, you want to continue to return to this world and understand about this world that now feels a thousand years ago, but really was only 150, maybe three, four generations ago. That is pretty crazy. Okay, Kyle, your thoughts? Uh, uh, Gangs of New York, I've seen it twice. I just don't think it belongs in the class of this movies, this batch of movies. Uh, Mulholland Drive, I've seen, like, so many times. Um, I think you can't, you, you, I think, I don't know that it is the, I don't know, the, I don't think either of these movies are like, ah, I can't wait to f- see that movie again. Right, right. Unless you really, really love Mulholland Drive, in which case, I don't, I don't think that the rewatch of it is so intellectual. I, the first time I watched it, I was just really moved, thought it was funny, and thought it was really sad and romantic. Yeah. And then, you know, it's cool to talk about what happens in it, but I was sort of gave myself over the experience and enjoyed that as much about it. Uh, that's why I like watching it again. I, I hate that this fight is making me have to be really negative towards Mulholland Drive, but it's just because I feel under attack. And now I'm saying mean things. Here's the thing. I feel like Gangs of New York is one of those movies where, like, if it's on TNT or something like that, and it's just, you want to watch it. It's like, oh, I'm going to watch the next, like, four scenes or something. Right. But Mulholland Drive just doesn't seem like a very rewatchable movie to me. Okay. Here we go. Oh, he patted <laughs> me on the knee! You piece of a shit. A patronizing pat on the knee. Oh. Okay, so we got two this to one. Two to one. Great. And three, or four is what? Originality and impact? Originality and impact? Is that craftsmanship. We have craftsmanship. 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 Let's do craftsmanship. Okay. I have to do that really quickly. Yeah. Um, Scorsese is a great director. Gangs of New York is, like, not in his top 20 movies he's made. Um, David Lynch is, um, one of the most important, amazing, original, nobody else is making a movie like David Lynch, and this is his best movie. So, that's what I have to say about that. Jimmy? There is craft in doing what David Lynch does, but what he does is he leaves the audience behind. There's craft in making it, but no one gives a shit because he's left us all behind. There's a reason that the average person has not seen Mulholland Drive. I really wish he, I'd seen this movie. I know, it would have been helpful. He leaves us behind and in the dark. And, and, and so there's that level. So there's not craft in that. That's like a, that's an, that's an, a masturbatory form of art making because you're making it for yourself and for, the, for minimal. Gays in New York is a populist movie in that it's representing, it's trying to say something about the large, and it, not only that, it says something about the masses, but also is something that's approachable from the masses. And craftsmanship, they built New York in the 19th century. They built it. They just built it. They like, yeah. we're like, we're going to build this. That's incredible. That's Pan's Labyrinth incredible. I'm mean, giving it to this one. Gangs? Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. All right, we're down to the last and final one. Uh, Jimmy, you go first. Originality and impact. 
So yeah, take your time. You only we are talking about movies. We're talking about movies like There Will Be Blood and movies that are these epics that are not necessarily like these big, big epics where it costs a ton of money to build a city to do all these things. The impact of a movie like Game of Thrones being successful in the sense that it even makes know the name of the money. Movie. Yeah, I'm sorry, not Game of Thrones, <laughs> the Gangs of New York. Yeah. A movie that that makes its money back and is moderately successful. It had like 11 Oscar nominations. It paves the way for other epic movies that aren't necessarily superhero movies. It paves the way for these mass dramas, these two and a half hour, I like long movies, movies that are really epic in scope. And Martin Scorsese has like what he does of this movie and he also does something different than his Goodfellas. It's different and there's an impact to that of like these major directors can do things that are different and they can do it with big budgets and it can be big in scope and that's amazing and Mulholland Drive, nobody will ever try to make anything like that and thus it has no impact. I like it. Okay, Jimmy, or uh, Kyle, Jimmy is 100% wrong about people not making movies like Mulholland Drive. One of Jimmy's favorite movies from, like, a movie that Jimmy really loved from last year was Mother. Darren Aronofsky is, like, a self-proclaimed Lynch devotee. Like, there are so many, the school of Lynch is so strong. And, again, this is his best movie. It is, it, no, it doesn't have a cultural impact beyond the fact that, like, it's a movie that, like, will be talked about for a very long time it's gangs of new york is like it's just not like the only thing there isn't any originality to gangs of new york and yes it was nominated for a lot of oscars that it all lost yes it the the production design is great but that's the only thing that i would be like this is great about this movie you i can feel give it to like Kyle. i feel like when we talk <laughs> about the epic scope of movies and stuff like that a lot of the movies in the 90s were kind of like that, and I feel like it kind of is taken from those things and adding to it. And I love seeing Scorsese <laughs> do a period piece like that, and it is different, but... Jimmy, give me a hug. Oh, don't God! Get, don't listen, get permanent But now crossing. it's going to be around again. No, Mulholland Drive. Listen, Mulholland Drive deserves to win. I love listen, you. Here's the fact. I love, do you know I, that you I are a you. special person? I think we I, all love I you. I want you to know this. I want you to know this. I felt like I was lying to myself. Uh, fighting for impact and originality for Gangs of New York. <laughs> you did a very good job. I was trying I'm to lie, really and I can, share, I can share this because <laughs> I would have given impact and originality to Mulholland Drive, but I, ha- I was alone in the corner fighting it for my fight. movie. And the fact, that, the fact that I lost acting, I knew I was doomed. Yeah. And uh, I, I wanted to take it with acting, writing, and craftsmanship. Uh. I mean, I'm sorry. I wanted to take it with. You're acting. like, what's it up against next? Yeah, I wanted to watch. I wanted it to be. I wanted to, Gangs of New York to win that by winning acting, rewatchability, and craftsmanship, which I think marketably it wins. But when I lost acting, I knew I was going to have an uh, impossible call. Well, I didn't see Naomi Watson, but it sounds like an. She's I've incredible. She's it's everything around. I, you can't right. watch that movie and not think, oh my gosh! Like Kyle's right. That movie with her in the audition room is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. It's like, with her, yeah. it's incredible. And that movie, while I was playing Devil's Advocate and hating on that movie, I just. I don't understand why that movie is lofted above above as this like, you know. I don't think that it's movie. Just not your I think bag. that movie. Do I think this that movie belongs on the sheet of sixty four? Yes. Do I think it should still be in it? No. I, there's fifteen other movies that are gone yeah. from here. But that, that's the same thing with me and Silver Linings. You know. Right. Sure. We, sure. We, we helped each other. I don't want. I want like I want. I wanted a different movie. To, it's I didn't okay because it's up against Fellowship of the Rings next. I, and I don't Oh, think it's be there it. we go. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. You're fine. Okay. Um, so last cool. but not least, the last one. Talk to me. Of the Sweet 16 is Inglorious Bastards on number 17 <laughs> versus the lowest seed remaining. Bastards made it? Bastards made it. Bastards. So versus like Lone Tarantino. Because we, we brought Inglorious Bastards back. Right. What's his name? We bought it Aldo back. We brought it back you know instead of Inception. No, yes. You know there's no... 
Pixar movie in here. That was, that was a big discussion. Sad. It was it's tough because we have different like. Favorite I really love Nemo and Wall-E, and he really yeah. loves Inside Out and Incredibles. So it was kind of like. Yeah. Uh, but tough. the lowest seed remaining, and now very much the lowest seed remaining, is Inglorious Bastards as a seven seed versus Superbad a fifteen seed. Oh, this is easy for me. But That's a discussion. tough one. Great for discussion. Me. Great discussion. That's a really tough one. All right, I had to stand up because I got so excited about yeah. this one. Acting. Okay, so we've got what, what are they again? Inglorious Bastards uh-huh. and Superbad. I mean, like I personally have to give it to Inglorious Bastards because Christoph Waltz's yeah. coming out party. He's okay. Unbelievable yeah. in that movie. Superbad. The woman I is great too in Bastards. Oh, I don't I, I mean, really I like Brad Pitt in it. But also, there's so yeah, many. There's a huge ensemble in that movie that's great. I do think. The, you talk about coming out parties. Daniel Bruhl is really good in that Jonah movie Hill. as well. Talk about coming out parties. Jonah that was Jonah Hill's coming out party, really and he's good. excellent in that movie. He's really good. And Michael um, Sarah too. Michael Sarah made a big transition. That other dude. Acting. Also, Emma Stone's coming out party. Oh Last week wow! Again. Crazy. I'm gonna go crazy and give it to Superbad. I love it. What are you thinking, Jim? Uh, I'm. I'm gonna give it to Superbad as well because, wow. because because I think that I think that there's other things about Inglorious. I think it's like Christoph Waltz way up in some stratosphere, and everyone else is below that. I think that Michael Sarah and Jonah Hill both are and on Christopher Mintz Plast and, and Seth Rogen and Emma Stone. I mean, everybody in that movie, Hader, everybody yeah. in that movie is pitching like a hundred and is yeah. and is contributing in a level that you're like. Yeah. Holy. I mean, that's like the best version of yes. the sort of like frat guy humor yeah. of the 2000s. And it's ever. very moving at the end of it. We oh, talked about the thing that makes I, mean, I think the reason that that the movie's like here is because of like that end scene where they're at, where they're have the sleepover. Yeah. And so they, the, there's like gives it like a nice bottom. Yeah. It's incredible. Like their care for each other. Yeah. And like also the the like the day after at the mall, which was unheard of yes. at that time. This idea that like life goes on and then yeah. they're like yeah we're like gonna see what this is it's not about like the sex the night of it's about like the life yeah. that comes with beautiful moment yeah man cool yeah all right so after but chris Waltz obviously that's a bingo yeah, is great so good. <laughs> i'll watch that opening scene every once in a while just yeah it's great it's, it's amazing also like just i don't acting. love that movie as much as most people but really? I, the opening scene is it also has one, one of my favorites, favorites two of lines in a movie ever is when the two guys are um they're, they're in the theater. They have, like, the dynamite yeah, attached to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're going in the back room in Inglourious yeah. Bastards, killing, like, the waiter to get in and shoot Hitler. Yeah. And Eli Roth it turns to the other guy and is like, two guards, blah, 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 ten seconds. Can you do it? And the guy goes, I have to. I'm going to kill that guy. you got 30 feet to get to that guy. Can you do it? I have to. Jump by you. And it's yeah. so funny. It's so freaking funny. Do you know what woman I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, and he's just like, I have to. I don't love you. And he's like, got, he's got dynamite attached to him. It's just, there's moments like that in the movie that you're just like, that is so Tarantino of finding these humor yeah. moments in moments that should be high stressful, you know. Writing, I'm gonna go with um, Inglorious Bastards. I'm gonna go with Even though I love Superbad's well. writing a lot. I'm gonna go with Superbad, but it, it Bastards wins. That's mm. a tough one, though. I mean, these are both really. I like these movies a lot. I think Bastards. The only thing that puts Bastards against it is, like, I think it has great scenes, but it also, like, for me, is, like, 
Tarant the thing when I get annoyed with Tarantino, it's yeah. when he just talks and talks in circles and won't shut up. And I'm like, okay, I get it, and it feels very like. Um, Indulgent, and I think there's a lot of that in this movie. But so. it's put together so, cool. That opening scene, I opening scene is great. Opening scene, there's no the card fat in that scene. Like, oh my god. Or yes, the, but there's oh, a lot like, of there's oh, a lot also of fast. Oh, Fastbender. Fastbender. Fast oh, there's so a lot of conversations in that movie. A lot of the Brad Pitt stuff where it's like I call it like torture talk, where it's like <laughs> Brad Pitt is like, I'm gonna club you over the head with a hand, and then I'm gonna do this, and that's what I'm gonna do. How do you feel about that? Oh no no no! How do you feel about that? Like that oh, sort of stuff. Saying. I'm just like, okay, I get it. You don't like torture talk. Torture I you, talk. I get you. I'm still gonna go with Fastbender. That's fine. <laughs> Man, yeah, that that fast bender—I forgot about that. Know, that's the card. It's so right? super bad. Yeah. The also, also in three different languages, you have s- amazing scenes in French, German, and English in that movie. Yeah, yeah it's but true. like it's really it's d- true. smart and well acted. I will. Absolutely. Anyway, uh, so writing is going to go the glorious. So we're one one, one and then one. Uh, we want to go with craftsmanship first. I think you got to go glorious for me. Super bad for me. I'm good with super bad everything. I think super bad is like is like uh the the it's best picking. the best of those apatow movies craftsmanship is tough i i gotta it's go perfectly with perfectly put bastards because everything about that movie and what i was trying to say earlier is that there was no point in that movie that i thought they were actually going to kill hitler yeah, yeah but when yeah. you see it as like this revisionist history movie it's i have to go with bastards yeah. yeah. The bastards. So I'm not giving bastards anything. It's okay. Uh, uh, what's the next one? I'm not ability. giving bastards anything. I think I have seen. I mean, it's like tough to say because I've seen them both so many times. I've seen Inglorious Bastards. I've, I've probably seen them the same amount. Probably like seven and seven. I feel. Oh, this is all. Man, like, I, I, really I've watched hard. them both. Exactly. Like, I've seen them both so many times. I tend to feel like the rewatchability for Superbad is really high. Just in terms of, not even talking yep. about how many times we've seen it, Great. but just like, I feel like you could watch that movie like twice a year and be very happy with yeah. life. Then it's 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, because I would say it's about the same for me for both cool. of them. I'm done for that. I honestly right. couldn't tell. But wait, but Bastards is already one. Oh no, because no. you've got one acting. 2-2. Two, two. Two impact. Two, two. impact originality. Um... Super bad. You got to give it super bad. I think it's super bad too. Yeah. yeah I mean, like it spawned. Yeah. It, it's it, like, like, and Tarantino was already doing what he was doing. Yeah. Before that. Totally. Totally. Super bad. Super bad one. Super bad wins. It's so surprising. I'm down for that. I love it. We have our elite eight, gentlemen. I don't want to know what they are. That's it, team. Eight movies remain. This episode is over. Thanks again to Carl for helping us get from sixteen to eight in part six. Kyle and I. In very rapid fashion, wrap this thing up. Be on the lookout for part six coming up. Thanks again to Carl. Uh, we really needed him to referee. And um, I said some mean things about Mulholland Drive that I uh, I feel bad about. Uh, I don't hate Mulholland Drive as much as I said. I just really didn't want it to go that far. And so I, I, I had to get out. I had to pull out all the stops. But <laughs> thanks again for listening. Thank you to Kyle for putting up with my meanness towards Mulholland Drive. And uh, Stefan, hit him with those sweet, sweet tunes. Mm-hmm.